Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City on this Wednesday. Thank you for joining us. And as always, don't forget to make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Fellas, it's great to be back with you. Did I miss anything Sunday? Uh, I mean, we were pretty happy because, you know, they had just put out their second best or probably based on the defense, best offensive performance of the season. So it was a good mood time, Kayla. Last time you were on here, your Tigers had just lost. And in in historic fashion, it was super sad. And then the Chiefs had lost to the Colts. So the Tigers still lost coming into this episode. But (laughs) but, Kayla, this time, but this time they lost to the number one team in the country. So it's okay. We almost beat, correction, we almost beat the number one team in the country. Kayla, actually, Cody's Cody's doing doing Sunday night a disservice. He's burying the lead here. Uh, Jody Fortson caught another touchdown pass. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's really what I took that. away. Really made Nick's week, honestly. He's been in a better mood for it for the first two days of our working together. It is. There's a weird correlation when Jody Fortson catches a touchdown pass the Chiefs are 2-0 and this year. And not a lot of people are talking about that this week. So should we just start right there? Just That's a great place to start. Is, just talk saying. about that correlation. Every time Jody Fortson, not just, it just has a catch. He didn't have to get a touchdown probably. They might be undefeated when he has a catch, Nick. He has four touchdowns okay. in his career, and I don't remember those coming in any losses. All right, well, now I have to look that up. Uh, Jody <laughs> Fortson, four career touchdowns. Chiefs are 3-1. and one. Oh, three and one when Jody Fortson. I mean, you extrapolate that out for an entire season, and you're going to the playoffs. So, I mean, maybe maybe a Super Bowl team. Three and one every four games during those sixteen game seasons. Twelve and four. That it. That might get you the one seed most years. I'm just saying. So that's how we're doing, Kayla. It feels good. Jody Fortson scoring touchdowns. The Chiefs are scoring on the number one defense in the NFL. I'd say uh, about as good as we could have been on Sunday. So sorry you missed. Things are looking up. I am too. Yes, at least the Chiefs redeem themselves. Mizzou still has some work to do. Anyway, we will move on. Again, I am Kayla Canaram. Didn't say that at the top. Joining me is my co-host, Cody Tapp, and our producer, Nick Schwartz. All right, guys, let's dive into things, and we're going to start something new on Wednesdays. Every Wednesday, we are going to do a little vibe check. We're one month in into the season, so midweek vibe check. What's the vibe? How are we doing? Well, I would say don't bother buying any T-shirt for the Chiefs that isn't a Super Bowl one is the current midweek vibe check. (laughs) They have a top five defense in the NFL, and they just put up 41 on the number one scoring defense in the NFL. So if you're asking me how I feel right now, the vibe is fantastic. Both sides of the ball are great. Their current filling kicker made all of his kicks, so the special teams aren't a disaster anymore. And the defense continues to do pretty good things, both in the rushing and passing. And the, like the only efficient in which they're a little lower in the league is points per game. And that's only because they have gotten up a huge amount of points on two different NFC opponents. So, like, 
Maybe next Wednesday I'll feel a little bit different, but I feel like this Wednesday's vibe check is very simple. Waste no money on apparel for the Chiefs because you're going to need it come February. I like that vibe check, Cody. Good one. My vibe check is somewhat similar. It's a little more micro than that one. It's that Andy Reid's bag's so big that Santa Claus is going to have to stop in Kansas City before delivering <laughs> presents on Christmas. They hold out all the stops. They had circled that game against Tampa Bay. And I don't know if you want to do revisionist history and say that's why they overlooked the Colts or the offense looked stale, but we saw everything in Tampa. I mean, you had three tight ends, three tight ends scored a touchdown, not just Travis Kelsey and Jody Fortson. Noah Gray scored a touchdown by going under center for the quarterback sneak. If Blake Bell was healthy, I'm convinced he would have also scored a <laughs> touchdown in that yes. one. Isaiah Pacheco got going. You saw all the, the trickery. Everybody was utilized. And I don't know if it's a depth concern or if that was just the game, not concern, but a depth wanting to utilize all the different guys you have offensively. But the bag is big. We knew that. But it's nice to be reminded of it every now and then that nobody has a bigger bag of tricks than Andy Reid. What's your vibe, Kayla? My vibe, thank you for asking, is uh, I'm going to steal it from Chris Collinsworth, who on the call of that Mahomes to Clyde TD pass was hilarious. I went back and watched it like 20 times. He starts laughing and then he's like, stop it. So my vibe (laughs) check is stop it. Stop it. You can't. You can't stop the Chiefs. But that's what I say when I watch them play is stop it. Like who else is doing this? Nobody. Um, again, yes, I didn't get to watch the game in its entirety Sunday night. I was working a Kings game, but we had the game on in our dressing room. Someone I was walking around with may have had it on, on their phone. So I was definitely taking peeks when I could. Um, but yeah, just a complete team win, um, firing on all cylinders. That one felt good. I know it wasn't really technically a revenge game because it's been a few years, but it felt like a revenge. Well, they Patrick Mahomes like turned that. Chris Collinsworth into a little schoolgirl. <laughs> he did. Um, did anybody else obsessed. see? There's like a whole Twitter highlight reel. Someone put him in. He's just going, oh, oh, ha, 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 laughing and going, no, stop. Come on. And it's just because it's not just just that Clyde play. He got one to Juju Smith-Schuster when someone was wrapped around his waist. And he was making other impossible throws the entire game. And I don't know. It just... When you like, when you say the vibe is, hey, like, come on, that actually feels very right. Collinsworth probably had it right. We, he's a very professional dude, and he, and even he was just like Tony Romoing it, right? <laughs> Where he's just like so in awe of what's going on. He forgets to do commentary. It's just like, no, no, come on, guys. Stop it. Yeah. And that's, I don't know what it is, but that with him in particular, it really makes you laugh because. He knows how good of a professional journalist he's been forever. And it's not that he can't have those moments, but Mahomes was literally sending people into that because of his performance in that game. I know you didn't have a chance to be on our Sunday episode with us to talk a little bit about it, but I mean, I felt better and Nick and I both felt better than after the Cardinals game because that was a real defense. He did it against not the Cardinals sleepwalking into week one. That was the number one defense in the NFL. That it was the team. That is the team we all know and love. And that's a team we know that is capable of going out there and winning every game. 
It's a good verse vibe check. This would have been a really depressing segment to debut, by the way, <laughs> after the Colts game. Good idea, Nick. If you had said, hey, let's every Wednesday start doing a vibe check after it had been like, it had just been like that Michael Scott kept, I want to kill myself right after the Colts <laughs> lost. <laughs> just been, it would have been depressing. It wouldn't have been nearly as much fun as uh, the vibe check following a 41-point win over the Buccaneers. But that's just it. Like uh, Sunday's game had every single reminder of why one-off game against the Colts shouldn't have you rethinking your position on this team because you could go across the board whether it was specifically Mahomes making those types of plays that nobody else on the planet would even attempt or if it's Travis Kelsey who was pretty hard on himself after the Colts game yeah. because he dropped that pass in the end zone I mean how many great plays did he make or just being open all of the time you wondered if the other weapons were good enough because the ground game wasn't very good against the Colts. Well, now you had not just one, but two running backs getting heavily involved and being highly productive against a good defense. You had all these different ways. And Sky Moore played more than he ever had. And, and it, it, the limited touches he got, he made something of them. And then obviously the defense with their best performance of the year. So it really was across the board everything that you needed to remind yourself who this team is and where they belong in the NFL hierarchy. Well, Nick, I'm so glad you brought up Kelsey because I think we need to dive into this a little more for as much as we shouldn't take Mahomes for granted. We also shouldn't take what Kelsey does for this team for granted. I mean, from his leadership that we touched on at the beginning of the season, how he's just kind of matured into this team leader to what he does on the field time after time. He's, I mean, He's the whole whole package. I honestly, so one, he made that like he made like a game ceiling catch, Nick, on the one like it was like, almost like making up for dropping that touchdown. He's like flipped around and Mahomes makes that pass and he kind of catches it, leaning back in that moment. But he he has grown more as a leader than pretty much any chief during this last ten years, and it's honestly it's not particularly close. I once sat in a post-game locker room, and I had asked him the question about a call that the ref made, and he went out of his way to say he wasn't good enough to work at Foot Locker, and he's making jokes, and people thought at times he let the team down or he had drops in big moments, and people accused him of that being kind of who he was, but that is not it. He was fantastic in that game. But just as a bigger point of the conversation, it's this is why I say he'll never age. Like when we, you might joke in the preseason or whatever, like, come on, Cody, stop being an ass. Or I say it'd be five years from now before he has any drop off. I'm dead serious. This isn't one of those like, oh, I'm being hot takey to make a point on sports radio. I do not think Travis Kelsey will experience a drop off in his performance for at least five years because what he does well ages. He's not the fastest guy on the field. He doesn't run away from everybody. When he's moving, sometimes it looks like it's in slow motion compared to other, other offensive players. And yet, he is the best tight end on the field. He leads the NFL in catches, touchdowns, and yards at the tight end position. He's right near the top of those statistical categories for all receivers in the NFL. Right. Just I was just about to say that, Cody. Um, looking at it right now, he is tied for eighth in the NFL in receptions. He is 11th in receiving yards. He is tied for third in receiving touchdowns. He's a top 10 wide receiver all the time. Like not tight end, wide receiver. 
Mark Andrews had a great start to the season. People certainly love him. He is just as good of those. He's just as good as any of those elite wide receivers. And I think the the part that stands out to me, Nick, is like, as much as we, you know, we spent what the first week, Kayla, I mean, you were talking about like Tyreek Hill, like, yeah, we wouldn't mind him back. That'd be cool. Uh, I wasn't saying that. No, but I mean, you know, like from an on-field perspective, maybe not. That's as a, true. Don't yeah, Kayla in with you. Yeah, Kayla's right. <laughs> um, I at least know what a non-Tyree kill offense looks like. Looks like, you know, in a dream scenario, it looks like how it looks on Sunday. In a bad scenario, it looks like that Colts game. I don't think I even want to begin to imagine what a Travis Kelsey-less offense looks like because that sounds like a horrid nightmare. He's, he's, he's the second most important player to their offense by a mile. Well, and it, this is super easy to say now that Tyreek's gone, right? I don't know if I would have said this when he was still on the team, but if you would have made me choose between one or the other, what we've seen through four games, and it's funny to say this because Tyreek Hill, by the way, is currently leading the NFL in receiving yards, but Kelsey is one of, if not the biggest mismatches in the NFL. And as you mentioned, like he's not the fastest, he's not the most athletic. What he is, is maybe the best route runner in the NFL. Like I get it. Yeah, he's not yeah. moving as quick. He's not beating guys off the line the way that some of those you know, elite wide receivers, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill. But the at position, knowing he's going up again, he's going he's might not be big enough or linebackers who might not be fast enough. He always knows what his advantage is over the guy that's trying to defend him. And some of the stuff that you watch the replays, right? You watch the slow motion replays of him and you just go, wait, how did he get so open? It's the awareness to know what this guy's thinking I'm going to do. And then I'm going to do like, he'll stop on, on a, on a, on a route. The first, the second play of the game, right? When he scores a touchdown on Sunday night, it looks like he's turning around for a little curl route. Yeah. Safety comes up. He immediately zigs and starts turning it into a slant route wide open into the end zone touchdown. He always step ahead going up against him, which is why it's like a constant reminder of the unicorn that you have at that position, because there really is nobody like him. You know, what's amazing Kayla is that he, I mean, we, we talk about Patrick Mahomes' contract. He he's probably the, the most underpaid player in the NFL. He only makes $15 million a year and top end wide receivers. Now top 10 wide receivers make 30. He's making half, half what as productive people in the NFL make. And he doesn't seem to care. No, he actually was pretty open about it. He said that uh, he cared. Like he's one of the few guys, like we always ask for uh, teams. That's a really good point. Cause we always ask guys like, Hey, why don't you take a pay cut? Be a team player. We don't, we don't give Kelsey nearly enough credit for that. Mm -hmm. He could, if he were on the open market, if Travis Kelsey said, I'm out of here and was on the open market, he'd make a whole hell of a lot more than $15 million a year. He takes a pay cut for him, Kayla, like one way or the other. I know tight end contracts haven't soared, but that's only because that level of tight end, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews has never hit the open market. And if they did, don't you think that that number would jump? Cause I do. He, he knows the situation he's in. He's talked about it countless times. He is fully aware of the luxury that it is to play with Patrick Mahomes and for Andy Reid. He knows that. Now, he also, I think he's also well aware that he's one of the best tight ends in the NFL, but he, know, he knows he has it good. And I think he is someone who genuinely thinks about legacy. Do you? He's do you, someone, yeah. 
It's a no, shame it's not everyone ask, feels that way. Kay, Kay, well, I mean, look, every athlete's different, so they're not going to be that way. But Kayla, I mean, I guess, and Nick, I'm just kind of... Do you think his brother has anything to do with that? His brother's a hero in Philly. He's never left. He's had chances, and he never left. And he's just a couple years older. It's his older brother. I feel like the two of them have gotten into a room, and they're like, we're just going to be heroes in these cities. We're going to stay here forever, and we're going to be some of the most well-known players in these cities. They're both from they're both from Ohio, small, you know, like normal size, Midwesty feeling towns in Ohio. He's in Philly, which is like the little brother East Coast city, right? It's not a small city, but it's not New York. It's not those. And he's a hero there. And Mahomes is his hero in Kansas City. I feel like somehow the fact that both of them have never had to leave their city is why they do it together in a way. Maybe it's just that Midwest loyalty. I will, uh, I'll push back only for, for one specific reason. Let's imagine the Chicago Bears drafted Patrick Mahomes at second overall, and the Chiefs ended up with Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback. I'm not sure how loyal Travis Kelsey would be to the city and the organization under those circumstances. True. Easy to be loyal when, when Pat's the QB. In fairness, I mean, did he – I mean, Alex Smith is good, obviously. Um I mean, there were times when Travis wasn't playing. I mean, I guess the loyalty is after this contract, so that's fair. But dude, his brother in Philly, he went through all kinds of different quarterbacks, right? They've had a lot over the years, yes. Yeah. By the way, have you guys caught any of Travis Kelsey's new podcast with his brother? It's outstanding. Fantastic. It's actually kind of upsetting, if we're being honest, because... I went to school and I work really hard and I try to like be good at this job. And I'm like, you know, fuck it, man. They're better than me. This is stupid. Don't be better at this than me. You're better at football than me. Don't also make a better podcast. That's bullshit. I've spent a long time trying to be good at this thing. Why? Why do you have to just be good immediately? Can it take you a little while or get a few? Like Tyreek's podcast stinks. Kelsey's are just immediately great. It had to be said, I have a theory. Kayla. I have a theory. It's that talented people are talented. It's why yeah. Will Smith can do music and act. It's why Justin Timberlake can do everything. Talented people, you know, it's why Patrick Mahomes is good at basketball too. Yeah. And commercials. That's, close, that's, that's my close personal friend, Nick, Justin Timberlake, because we had one interaction one time. Close personal friend. Will you tell Kayla the story? Do we need to hear? I, I, story time. Uh, I need to so know I, more about this. So I've told the story on the air a few times. Um, it, it's well, pretty this simple. is a new audience, Cody. I was in Tahoe for the American Century Championship. I had spent a long evening of playing craps with a couple of, you know, because that's the celebrity golf tournament. So we're playing craps, and there's almost like you're definitively the least famous person. So I was playing craps with Trent Green and Andrew Jones, the former... Braves outfielder for a few hours. I drank way too much and stumbled back to the hotel room very late and had a very early wake up call for work. So there's a tent with food and I was hurting Kayla. I was quite hungover. So I was trying to like shovel food and so drunk to the point that, you know, the spoon's got to be closer to the plate because I can't possibly lift the spoon, the full normal distance to your mouth. So I I'm, I'm hurt. It hurts. I'm hungover. I'm really trying to eat these eggs to just live my life. And I'm sitting next to a guy who I've never seen before, don't know, great. It turns out that guy is Justin Timberlake's handler in some way. Runs errands, does stuff. He, you know, he's do-everything guy. Justin comes over to talk to him, ask him about some shoes. And in the middle of a conversation, he's talking to his guys like, hey, man, great. This going to ooh, you look like shit. And I said, I feel like shit. 
And then we <laughs> joked about hangover cures for a few minutes and then he bounced. Justin said that to you? Yeah. And look, in fairness, he was right. I didn't, <laughs> I did not look good and I was hungover and I didn't feel good. So <laughs> as much as I could be critical of Justin in that moment, all he was doing was speaking the truth. Follow up question. That's uh, amazing. First off, since it's Justin Timberlake, I mean, he could basically walk around his entire life and tell everyone they look like shit because in comparison, you know, it's like, hey, you're not me. So, <laughs> yeah. but I, I have to know, did Justin Timberlake share like a magical elixir for curing hangovers? No. So he, uh, he didn't, it wasn't a magical elixir. I had told him that typically the things I had gone to was like greasy food and that thing. He was a big Pedialyte guy, which by the way is a pro move anyway. Huh. Big yeah. Pedialyte guy. That's, I mean, that, electrolytes, right? You got to feel good. So he went to that. He said he also liked like bready, starchy foods, but mostly I think his first key takeaway was that. Should that be the title of this podcast? Justin Timberlake recommends Pedialyte to cure hangovers. <laughs> it's, always, so. it's always game day in Kansas City with Kayla Kinnearum, Nick Schwartz, and a guy Justin Timberlake once said looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Of all things for Justin to say to you. Yeah, I mean, I you could have said literally if that anything. That was my and... one interaction. <laughs> if that was it, Kayla, your that's one time. That's all you get from Justin in your lifetime. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough thing to live up. But you I should wear it as a badge of honor. Again, he wasn't wrong. It would be so different. Look, he could have said that. Like by comparison, that might be how I always look if it's just me and him standing next to each other. But in that particular moment, I was very hungover, and it was more than fair. Fair. All right, we're going to turn our attention back to the Chiefs. Although I did love this Justin combo. 